welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 349 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and a good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm very good, apart from just having a sneezing fit. You can say, you finish with that, you finish blowing your nose as well. I have, I think just about. We'll spare all listeners that. I have to make sure that I burn all the tissue so that the coronavirus doesn't spread in case I've got it. Yeah, I know, well, a few more confirmed cases in the UK today, which is a... Um, nothing yeah. to panic about, uh, which is what we're talking about today, but uh, <laughs> slightly worrying, isn't it? Yeah, but if you look at the relative situation with the SARS and the MERS and the other infections, this one is much more under control in the sense that people are actually doing something about it, whereas the others were hidden and allowed to get a bit crazy. Yeah, it does seem to be relatively well this controlled one, so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. We did have an issue today where the people in quarantine in on Wirral mm. um, in Arrow Park, someone wanted to leave, and I think they've had to change the rules a bit so this person couldn't leave. Right. Yeah. Okay. They've only got a f- they've only got a few more days to hang out before they're out there. Yeah, so, yeah. it's fr- Friday. Th- Thursday is is if they all check clear on Thursday, then on Friday they can all go. Lovely. Hang in there, guys. If you're listening to this, hang in there. The end is in sight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Enjoy the peace and quiet. Um, yeah, while well you can, <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Before you're back into the madness of the real world, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, we're talking... There might have been film sales after, as long as they're making film about Could be. You never know, yeah. Well, they can all sell their stories about what's going on. I don't know. If my my, um, my good mate used to, uh, well, he was... He was stationed there when he was doing his medical practice when he was a student, and they used to have a table tennis table because I went and hung out with him for a, a bit. Um, so I don't know if they've got they might have got really good at table tennis while they've been there. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about panic disorders today. So last week we talked about anxiety, uh, and as one of the resources we went through, we kind of listed the different types of anxieties that exist. So we're kind of going to work through each of them. Um, as we promised we would in the coming six, seven weeks. Uh, and, yeah, episode one of this little mini-series is talking about panic disorders, so we'll come into that shortly. As ever, all the show notes and links are available through the website at liveinthepresent.co.uk, so do check those out. And, um, yeah, if you sign up for the mailing list, you'll get a discount code for the book uh, and lots of other free resources as well. Um, and there's a free resource coming up to be mentioned a new one later in this this episode so stay tuned Um, I don't know if anyone out there can hear Mm -hmm. the background but beyond the uh, the double doors out into my garden there's a a raging storm well it's settled down a little bit uh, but (laughs) it's quite it's quite a while out there isn't it Sean? Yeah yeah, earlier on it was very, very heavy hailstones, which is crazy. It's, I mean, it, yeah, I was so, going to say it's a tough time to be a wheelie bin, and it's actually bin day round our way is tomorrow morning, so I'm not sure if it's going to settle down overnight, but uh, yeah. yeah. But see, seeing the poor people around the country that are flooded out, you know, it's quite, 
but not not good at the moment. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, th- thanks for dropping me in it there and making me feel guilty about cracking a joke about wheelie bins. Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, we do get storms in the UK. You know, every year we'll have a decent one. But this is, yeah. There was someone died actually. I think they were driving along and a tree came down on them at the wrong time. And, um, right. I've seen some video of a house crumbling into into a river somewhere as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, Mother Nature when she wants yes. to, uh, when she wants to prove a point, or she wants to, uh, she can quite well, she can be pretty powerful when she wants, can't she? Well, the thing is that uh, human beings think that they're uh, quite clever, don't they? They think that uh, we're in control, uh, and Mother Nature every now and again says, "Actually, no, you're not." Mm. And maybe that's a good lesson. Possibly, yeah. Once we've done on this series, we should have a chat about that interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, I hope everyone's all right yeah. and. Uh, well, hopefully your misery is confined just to the odd wheelie bin being blown over or, a, um, I don't know, a trampoline yeah. landing. Well, the worst thing that's happened to us is we lost a fence, uh, fence panel. Oh, did you? Uh, it snapped in half in the wind, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so far so good for us, but like I say, bin day tomorrow, so wish us luck. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck. So, <laughs> quick bit of Googling, as I do, um, to see what a panic disorder is all about. Having not really, I think, experienced one in my time so far. Uh, so, a panic disorder is an anxiety disorder characterized by recurring unexpected panic attacks. Uh, and panic attacks are sudden periods of intense fear that may include palpitations, sweating, shaking, shortness of breath, numbness, or a feeling that something terrible is going to happen. So, we talked about general anxiety issues last week. Uh, at what point does anxiety become? A panic attack, sure. Well, I think that they are quite different in a way, whereas anxiety is a, is a kind of a slow background ongoing thing. Uh, a panic disorder is something that spikes into, into sort of rampant activity in your system. Everything goes crazy. Um, and then people have problems controlling it. So did... um, I, I think that one of the things that is important to point out in the whole panic disorder area is that 99% of panics in a disorder sense are completely irrational. There's nothing to be panicky about. Mm. Um, you know, someone's convinced that you know, Storm Chiara's here and it's going to kill us all. Um, and they go into panic and they're actually sat somewhere very safe and there's no chance that they're going to get uh, damaged by it. That's, that's a disorder. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, there's, obviously there's a lot of stuff in the news about this, and obviously yeah, as well, um, the coronavirus as well, which yeah. is obviously generating, I would assume, a fair amount of anxiety, both of these incidents, whereas regular everyday life will continue at some point, and there are many ways that <laughs> nature can, uh, yeah. you know, cause issues for us, which most of us live our lives without worrying about so there's plenty to get worried about so but every now and again things will kick off won't they to to set yeah. certain disorders yeah but, um yeah. can a panic attack is that something that can build over time whether like an anxiety that hasn't been dealt with or can it just occur out of the blue for someone who's had no previous no, anxiety at all okay the, 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 this is the mad bit about the human mind body system is that a panic attack is a habit. And what we know is that once you develop a habit, the more you practice it, 
the part of your brain in the amygdala that deals with it gets hotter, as it were, gets more intense, and it grows. So panic disorders, like most disorders, get worse over time. Um, and the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And if you're really good, you can turn a twitch in your little toe into a main online panic attack and just completely lose the plot. Yeah, but it, it takes that skill development to be able to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've heard of, maybe I've been watching too many movies or I've seen it in, uh, in popular culture and TV shows where someone may present themselves at a hospital thinking they're having a heart attack um, when in fact it's a, it's a panic attack. So does that actually happen? Oh, yeah, lots. lots. I, don't, I don't know what the ratio is of people um, attending uh, emergency departments thinking they're having a heart attack and having a panic attack. I don't know what the ratio is. Um, but it is, it is high that there are many, many people that uh, believe that their life's coming to an end and they're actually having an anxiety or a panic attack. There's something going on. What's the, what's the, which isn't a, a, a medical. Well, yeah, what's the process that an emergency room doctor, uh, A&E doctor, will go through to establish that it's not a heart attack, it's a panic well, attack? Well, they'll go through the whole thing. That it, if the heart is appearing, because your blood pressure will be all over the place once you, you go into panic mode. Um, so they will be listening to your heart. They may well give you uh, an electrocardiogram to actually read your heart to make sure you haven't had a heart attack and you're not having a heart attack, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit kind of belt and braces that you do need to just go through that process and ensure that the person is actually okay. And then yeah. what? What? what so in that situation, which you know, there is a certain kind of humour to it. Um, you know, it's dark black humour to someone who thinks they're having a heart attack when in fact it's just invert comes a panic attack. But what process? No, no, no. Help? People that are having panic attacks. Um, believe that they're dying. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's that it's that serious. It, it's not. Um, and and people that that are subject to panic attacks find it really hard to be um, kind of comical about it or to make fun of it. Oh, sure. But what does it? What does it? What does yeah, the doctor who tried to? Every time to... they go near one, I'm dying. I'm dying. What does the doctor do in that situation? Who's you know used to fixing people? For physical issues, what do they do to calm that patient down? Well, usually what they do, if someone is too far gone, they'll call psych liaison and right. get the psyche lot in. Um, but very often they will hit them with some kind of medication to bring that feeling of anxiety down, which might be at the simple end would be something like propanolol. Um, at, the, at the heavy end is the heavy benzodiazepines. Um, which you're, you're using, but the problem is that um, the benzos uh, do become addictive, so you have to be careful how you use them. In the past, so 30, 40 years ago, people would prescribe them like crazy, but then they were all addicts. They were addicts to uh, prescribed medication. Blimey. Um, so you do have to be very careful as to how you use them. Wow, and you don't carry on too long on them. Um, so let's say you're at home and you've you, you've kind of had the foresight to realise you're not having a heart attack. You're having your first ever panic attack or a recurring one. What 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 do you do to kind of what habits do you start to practice to get you bring yourself down again? The the, the thing that um, everybody can identify with if they just observe their body 
is that as soon as you get anxious, uptight, or panicky, your shoulders lift as you get tension in your shoulders. And of the three loads in your lungs, you stop belly breathing, you start top breathing, you have shallow breaths. And what we have is when you breathe in everybody, every time you take a breath, your adrenal system opens and your system lightens up and becomes awake. And when you breathe out, the system closes down. Okay. And, so, and, and it's a balance in the breath that balances the chemistry. If you start to shallow breathe, so that you're doing gasp almost like <laughs> kind of breath, once you start doing that, what tends to happen is that the levels of stress hormone build up in your system and you go into more and more panic and panic and panic. I mean, one of the things that happens is people will say to me, you know, I feel like I'm going to pass out, that kind of stuff. And one of the things is that if you do pass out, that's fine because your system then returns to normal. Which, uh, which makes it, uh, um, it kind of solves the problem. <laughs> so you can um, <laughs> hope that you pass out. That's a, that's a good way to fix it. So make sure you... But, but my, my resource, which we'll come back to, is, is a breathing technique. But if you use it, you can lower the level of stress hormone in your system and reduce the panic attack down and preferably get it before it starts and bring your system back down so you don't, don't go into it. Well, I mean, yeah, people, people that have panic attacks, do they learn to deal with, like, live with panic attacks? Obviously, the, the main goal is to not have them in the first place, but can you sense them coming on and kind of head them off, or they just got to, do they it, come and then... It, it depends. It, it's one of those, those strange things with panic kind of dis- disorders, and it's to do with depth of disorder, because when you start to look at the way that we would quantify psychological emotional issues you, you could say that for people to panic every now and again is normal behavior you know you, you're worried you're going to miss the bus and you're running for the bus and your heart's beating and you go through that panic or you, you're worried you're going to miss a plane or something mm-hmm. that's kind of normal anxiety normal panic and it, it, if you start to get to the point where every time you go to sleep you, know, you start to imagine things that, or dream things that give you night terrors and start to make you panic, then it began into kind of serious territory. But if you get to the point, and, and this was a real issue for me 100 years ago in psychiatry, where there was somebody who every time they saw an orange would go into panic because from a psychiatric point of view, they'd convinced themselves that someone was trying to turn them into orange juice. Wow. And they were going to be put in a blender. And every time they saw an orange, they would absolutely freak out and run screaming out of the building or whatever. Yeah. Have to be restrained. So it goes from that whole spectrum of panic, it goes from normal panic that everybody gets through to extreme delusional, um, crazy irrational panic, which is a disorder and is a problem. Mm. What well, I mean? Yeah. It, it, if you think about escaping the saber-toothed tiger, then to have a panic and to fill your system with stress hormones so that you react like crazy and save yourself would be a really good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah? I'm just thinking out this this person, imaginary, well, not imaginary person, in quarantine at Arrow Park Hospital right now who's yeah. wants to get out, and I wonder if they've got some form of, like, claustrophobia that's... <laughs> We're talking about phobias next week, actually. 
But if you're feeling claustrophobic, yes. is that a, a potential route to a, a panic attack? Yeah, completely. So, I mean, one of the classics for us in the hospital is if you've got people going to have an MRI scan mm. and they go inside the tube, if you never... Uh, most scans that people see on the telly are the CT scans where you get a big tube, whereas if you go into an MRI scanner, the tube is hardly bigger than your body. So the, the, the top of the tunnel that you're in is a couple of inches away from your nose. Yeah. Um, and you get pushed into this thing, uh, which is very loud. The magnets make a very loud banging sound. Um, and lots of people go into panic and, and have a panic response to the claustrophobic feeling of being in the MRI scan, to the point where some people have to be drugged to put them in there. But, I mean, in certain things, if you focus on too much, can like, I'm thinking of you know how connected we are in terms of like, I've got this watch on my wrist that tells me what my heart rate is and was and has been throughout the day, um, and I've I've had a, an unusual, unusually late cup of coffee today. I had a meeting um, after work, and for some reason I ordered a coffee, like a cappuccino, not a decaf, which I probably won't be able to sleep tonight. But um, I did feel <laughs> quite tense and anxious kind of part way through the meeting and I think it's because the the caffeine hit the hit me. Um but I right. mean my heart rate now is actually quite low ish or it's like sixty sixty seven it's saying. Fifty oh no. Right. Fifty seven. But yeah, I mean even that knowledge of my heart rate can exacerbate the situation. Like um if you start to see that your heart rate's higher than normal, you think, Oh my gosh, and that can make your heart rate go up <laughs> and then it can kind yeah, of but can- you, you've heard of white coat syndrome? Yeah. Where um, uh, as soon as someone is going to have their blood pressure taken, automatically their blood pressure goes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Crazy. Um, so there's a, there's a whole list of um, symptoms for panic disorder that, that I've, I've listed here, including yeah, racing heartbeat, feeling faint, sweating, nausea, nausea chest pain, shortness of breath. <laughs> Trembling, hot flushes, chills, shaky limbs, choking sensation, which is an interesting one, dizziness, uh, numbness or pins and needles. I used to get that actually uh, before exams at school. I used to get really anxious before exams. Um, and uh, yeah, I would get um, that pins and needles effect weirdly. Dry mouth, need to go to the loo, ringing in your ears, um, churning stomach. I used to get that as well when I was in pre-exam mode, tingling of your fingers. And a feeling like you're kind of disconnected from your body as well. Yeah. The, the, the issue about um, bowels and bladder with um, those anxiety, panicky situations is that if you see any animals in the wild, whether it's um, uh, primates or whether it is dogs or wolves or whatever, if they're going into fight mode, very often they will just dump their bladder in their bowel. Mm. Um, and, and I suspect that from an evolutionary point of view, it, it means you're um, loading and downloading weight, but also you're getting rid of anything that might get in the way of what you've got to do next kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, without going into too much gruesome detail, you know, if, if I've got a certain particular meeting or something where I've got to present or a talk or something like that beforehand, I'll usually yeah, go to the bathroom. It's just like not deliberate. It's just like my body's doing something that's almost completely beyond my 
control really so I've just got to go and take care of it and I've, you see it sometimes in sporting occasions or events it's quite a famous one of where uh, Zinedine Zidane who's a French footballer um, or, you know one of the best footballers of all time you know amazingly technical, technically an amazing player and he always seems so cool and calm and collected um, and as, as he, was, he was about to take a free kick in a World Cup semi-final or something like that no it was a penalty uh, and he, he was on the pitch and he had nowhere to go and yeah he was he, he threw up like on the pitch right. and then picked up his head the ref- referee blew the whistle in front of 80,000 people and you know a billion people watching on telly and he just yeah. whacked it in the top corner <laughs> so <laughs> like cool as you like but his, his body was you could see sense that like his body needed to release something and maybe that that's the way it, it came out <laughs> so it's kind of horrible but amazing as well isn't it so um one my favourite story uh, in the disgusting stakes like that was one that uh, Conrad, our uh, PT uh, guy, yeah, um, <laughs> we're just getting back on some of that. We should. Um, mm. uh, he he sent me the story about a cycle race where the guy who was in the front um, was having a bit of a bowel problem, <laughs> and as they were racing up the hill to the finish line, the guy let his bowels go, but it was quite fluid. Ooh. And it just sprayed over everybody that was around him. Oh, my word. As he cycled to the finish. Flipped he did win, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think Paula, Paula Radcliffe, um, the, the runner, marathon runner, British girl, yeah. I think during one of her marathon runs, she had to go and find, you know, behind a tree, take right. care of it. And then I can't remember in that one whether she carried on and won or I, I think she did, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. When you've yeah. got to go, you've got to go, hey? And there's, yeah. a, there's a list of, of things and techniques which I'm going to link to um, to kind of calm your fears and your anxieties. And one of them is to is muscle relaxation. <laughs> so, um, uh, I guess that's a, that's a form of muscle relaxation that you've you only got so yeah. much control over. <laughs> well, what, one of the things that happens with your, your gut is you've got this peristaltic wave that's moving all the food through. And when you're anxious and uptight, it speeds up. So because the food is moving through you faster, it doesn't reabsorb the fluid that's, that's in, in the gut, in, in the stomach end. And it's normally reabsorbed as you go down, and then what comes out the end is fairly solid. But if the peristalsis goes too fast, there's no reabsorption, so you just get fluid coming out the end. Wow. Uh, and the other way around is... It, if you're emotionally retentive, the opposite of anxiety, you're kind of really holding it all back, then the peristalsis slows down and you reabsorb too much food and then you become constipated. Flipping All right, well, yeah. we'll go through some of these points quickly before we finish, but it's healthline.com. And there's one at the end which is a bit controversial, but um, one of the first one is deep, using deep breathing, which we'll, we'll talk about in your resource shortly, Sean, because you've got a, yeah. a specific yeah. resource that you, you've developed that you're going to show, uh, let people in on. Um, yeah. As part of that is like closing your eyes, which also links to one later on they mentioned about picturing your happy place. <clears throat> Um, yeah. about visualization. Closing your eyes can take you away from the thing that you're panicking about. If you're on a roller coaster and you go into panic and you close your eyes, then you're starting to cut off part of the sensory input. Mm. So that's going to make it easier. 
Um, it's good they mentioned the good old fashioned mindfulness that should be practiced I mean that's not something that you could maybe on your first panic attack assuming you have one which yeah. obviously um, but a, a general practice of, of mindfulness in your life is that something that can you help mid panic oh, attack or just to stave them off yeah totally it's staying in, in the present moment and letting the mind keep drifting into the future where the anxiety is mm. yeah um, it's, yeah. got, it's got a mention of exercise or engage in light exercise it says which is um, well could take all forms uh, but yeah going out for a jog or run or even just a brisk walk in nature can uh, yeah. can help I'm sure yeah yeah very much this very be- much and the thing is that we know that if you mm. exercise your body you're going to regulate your breathing mm. um, as well so you have that breathing effect which is good yeah, yeah. There's a point about having a, a focus object, which in the article it talks about kind of looking for something in the room to focus on, but is, could it also be something you have to hand, like a some kind of artifact or something on you that you can use to focus on? Yeah, some people have worry beads, they have um, bracelets, some people use an elastic band on their wrist that they flick. There can be all kinds of things that people use like that. And one of the things in terms of a focal point is that if you look anywhere in the room, there, there will be a square, it will be a picture, it will be a door, it will be a window, it will be something. And if you use your mind to focus around the square, so you breathe in right along the bottom to the corner, and then you breathe out as you go up the side to the top corner, and then you breathe in as you come along. So you're using the square to get your breathing in and breathing out. So you're focusing on the square or the rectangle or whatever it is. Very nice. So uh, to regulate your breathing, that can be quite helpful. Okay, cool. There's yeah. one which I should I didn't actually read the paragraph for. I just copy and pasted this line, but it says keep lavender on hand. What's lavender? Oh, on I know. Lavender is known to be something that can calm and relax you. So a lot of people will use lavender bags or have lavender. Uh, oil on their pillow at night to help them sleep. So lavender is quite good for that. Oh well, fantastic. It's um, really relaxing. Yeah. And then yeah. there's one about mantras as well. So are you are you a guy? Yeah. Are you one for mantras? <clears throat> yeah, people would develop a mantra if the thing that you're repeating in your head is, "Oh my God, that's it, I'm going to die." Then that's the mantra you're repeating. If you're repeating in your mind, no, it's fine. I'm safe, I'm secure, and nothing can hurt me, nothing can harm me, I'm completely in control. If you're repeating those kinds of things in your head, you're feeding the other side of your system. Yeah, right. So you're going to be doing it anyway. anyway yes, you're, that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so it's something you're already doing, but you just need you can just kind of tweak your uh, yeah your method. So <laughs> it, is, it is the thoughts become things. But. Mm. And then this yeah. last one, which when I copy and pasted it, and you kind of reacted in horror almost, but it's take... Benzo diaz, go on. You say it. How, what's that kind of? What's that? Benzo right. So, so they're usually known as benzos. Did say in the in the paragraph that they are like super addictive, and uh, I think it's something prescription only. Yeah, yeah, and they used to be handed out um, dead easy. You know, nobody worried about it. Just chuck them out. And now we're at a point where. And they're considered to be a bit, shouldn't really be using them. Um, and it is because they are so addictive. Um, they're okay for short-term use, but it is short-term use. It's, it's a bit like um, with things like sleeping pills. You go to the 
the doctor to get Zopiclone, and the doctor will give you eight weeks' worth of Zopiclone, uh, you know, that kind of thing, because they don't want you to carry on taking it because your sleep pattern will become dependent on taking the, the drug. Right. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay, so be careful with that. Yeah, I'll yeah. make a link to this article, but uh, yeah. don't, don't go ask for your doctor or your local drug dealer asking for for these things because uh, they can ex- <laughs> exacerbate the issue or cause other issues. <clears throat> well, they are they're okay in the short term, mm. you know, but but it's easy for them to not become short term and become long term, and yeah. then there's a real problem getting off them. All right. Um, yeah. So, what's your resource then, Sean? <clears throat> well. Um, it's something, it's a recording of mine that I use all the time um, with people. And it, it's the issue of when you breathe in, the adrenal system opens, when you breathe out, it closes. So that um, uh, they always say the first thing you do in life is breathe in, the last thing you do is breathe out. And the idea of breathing in is called respiration or we respire. Yeah. And the idea is that you re-spirit yourself, you put energy, that's what the breathing in bit means, you're putting life back into your system. And when you breathe out, you expire, um, and the final expiration is when you don't breathe in again. Um, but your system is balanced in these two ways, between uh, the, uh, the stress hormones, the, the adrenal parts, and the cortisol, and then that coming down, so it's balancing the breath. So that when you panic and you start shallow breathing and you're getting more and more and more in your system, by reverting your breathing to 7-11, so you breathe in for a count of 7 and you breathe out for a count of 11, so you're breathing out for longer than you breathe in. Every time you breathe out, you reduce the level of stress hormone in your system. It comes down by progressively. And, and if you're a mainline panicker, uh, if you can learn to to do some 7-11 type breathing, then um, you, you can take control of your panics. When you feel them coming on, just sit down for a couple of minutes, 7-11, calm your system right down so you don't go into the panic. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stick that in the, uh, the show notes. and uh... Yeah, so that, that's a recording that shows you how to do it. Marvellous. All right, and uh, mine's just a little uh, School of Life video I found about dealing with panic attacks. And disorders, so a yeah. snappy little video that's well worth looking at as well. Um, but yeah, this is just the first in a, a series of episodes um, looking at, at wider issues around anxiety. So the, the next up, we're going to talk about phobias next week. Um, yeah. So stand by for that one. And if there's anything in particular you're you're afraid of, you have a phobia of, do drop us a line on social media or or via email. Um, but yeah. yeah. Until then, Sean, well, you take care. Hey, will you uh, you stay stay That's safe good. in that stormy weather? Yeah, <laughs> I'll try not to get blown away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take it easy. Okay, you take care. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.